0: I got hammered fast
1: i'm good, good with for you
2: i kind of did too this is a this is a and tight toasted. drink it's, it's, it's sour it's not necessarily this is
1: sugary here by the way I, I,
2: that's why i keep like
1: mine's all gone it's all licked off <laughs> oh look we're all drinking <laughs> out of the same glasses that's so cute <laughs> oh
0: you oh, know that's what amazing Cheers i almost went through. i i almost did but i actually went for this one but it's close Still, it's very close. Ours have a little bit
2: more Texas flair because you know, Texas She everything got these for me. Right.
0: They, they were her birthday
2: present.
1: Yes, they were.
0: Nice.
2: Her, okay.
1: okay. Anyway. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I will. Show, Ready? Okay. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and wondering what the fuck happened. I am Jill Farrell. And I'm the giggly Gina Biggs. Tonight, we're sort of going to talk about self-esteem.
0: More like we're going to talk about how to not be as bothered by what others think about you, which, by the way, when I told my husband what tonight's topic was, he got in my face and laughed his ass off because he (laughs) (laughs) was like, you should do that. Um, But anyway, uh, we also have a special guest, the beautiful and scintillating Rexy is joining us today yay,
2: yay Rexy. hi y'all first of all i'm happy to be back second of all scintillating is like the very best adjective you can ever have anybody say about you that fucking shit is amazing
1: scintillating is the best isn't
0: it, it is it It is. is and it's so accurate oh my gosh she totes
1: is she totes is
0: yes so anyway
1: welcome Rexy. sexy Rexy. So, yeah, this is going to be a good conversation, but we're going to discuss the drinks first. And I'm going to start us off because we are having a lemon drop martini. This was a request by Gina. (laughs) And um, it's super, super simple. It's vodka, Cointreau, lemon juice, simple syrup, lemon sugar on the rim. You can use a citron vodka if you have it, which I did not. So I added a little bit of limoncello to it. Um, It's a right tasty beverage, I've got to say and the lemon sugar makes it. I really like it. Well, I like that you added limoncello to it. I
0: I did have um I, I bought Grey Goose. I bought Okay, I had a little <laughs> bit before we started recording. I bought Wow. Uh, I brought I buy gray, oh my gosh,
1: <laughs> that's my favorite, she can't even talk, this is so well, no good, Gray any
2: like alliterative, or do you find that alliterative is hard, it's harder to say, right, she can't even say yes. it it's gray, you almost said enunciate batter,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> so, I've... gray goose. <laughs>
0: but, thank you, the citron version, of yes. course, because that's how I roll. And I think I added extra R's to that sentence. But I got that. And it is so phenomenal. It tastes kind of like a lemon chop candy. And that makes me so happy because I'm such a child.
1: What do you like? What I
2: could say is that, you know, how people always talk about, like, if I have a lot of money, I a DJ. this certain, like, like, celebrity DJ playing my party. That's all good and fine. But you need a celebrity, like, you know, cocktail... Co- Mixologist. Mixologist. I was going to say, like, cock That doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> Not the right word. <laughs> but I can say that uh, Julian is, like, the bomb cock-trist. I, mean, I like that term. <laughs>
1: I like it, too. <laughs> and, I'll totally be your cock <laughs> And,
2: like, her, she already discussed her flair, but what I like about it is that this particular cocktail... As a as a female it makes you feel like you have the biggest dick, but you love your titties. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to say, because it's like the right punch of sour, but the, like the sugar rim and the addition of the limoncello gives it that kind of temperance that you need to say,
1: I don't feel like a man when I drink this. Okay, we talked a little bit about how tonight. Okay, before wait, I have to back up just a little bit before we start. I need to show you this. You can probably hear that rocking noise. That is this ancient ass chair that I'm sitting in. It's not my bones. Nope. Rexy's sitting (laughs) in my chair that I normally sit in. But this chair is an old ladder back, awesome antique chair that I'm sitting in. And I just want you to know. So if you hear this chair like squeaking throughout the thing, it's because I wiggle. It's not because anything and, bad is happening. And Jillian
2: has this taut, lith, tiny body, and I am large and in charge, as the T-Rexes usually are, so I need this sturdy office chair environment, <laughs> and Jillian can totally rock the dainty, fragile, if I drink more than three ounces, I'll gain four pounds. This Life. is not dainty.
1: <laughs> First of all, I am not I'm in the industrial side, is all I'm saying. All right, right, right <laughs> Okay. Okay, so here's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about, like, why do we care so much about other people's opinions, even those of strangers? Like, why do we do things or not do things because of how we expect others to react? For example, you go to dinner with a bunch of people. Maybe they're people you know from work. Maybe they're people that are sort of semi-friends. And you go to this restaurant that's, like, super famous for, like, spaghetti and meatballs. Everybody, all the women there are like, oh, I'll just have the Caesar salad. Well, you really know that they're super famous for spaghetti and meatballs. And you're like, fuck, I was going to get the spaghetti and meatballs, but everybody else is getting the Caesar salad. I should probably get that. So you're like, uh, oh, I guess I'll have the Caesar salad, too, because you're worried about what other people are going to think bitch get the caesar salad get what you want why does it matter what other people think what do you do in that situation gina
0: okay number one i think you meant to say bitch get the spaghetti and meatballs
1: oh, um i did mean to say bitch get the spaghetti and meatballs don't get the caesar salad that's stupid the other thing i'll say is when
0: i told john the brit what the topic tonight was he almost got within three inches of my face to begin laughing heartily because yeah. I worry...
1: suck at this. I suck at this. Why are you asking this me this? This is like one of your least favorite... This is like one of your least good things that you do. Okay. I
2: know. So, Gina, I have to say, I almost feel like I'm like some kind of weird Freudian bitch on a couch. I'm just like, so tell me why you, see, why you are aware of your shortcomings, but yet you
1: continuously do it. Why is that? <laughs> that's a good question i think that's a valid question high five high five yeah there i high five via proxy it was a Um,
0: triple five it was a high 15. there we go um (laughs) um, okay so i'm a youngest child so i'm used to and there were four of us i um, can use that as an excuse a lot of times i do um i'm also an attention whore okay so let me finish i'm not gonna finish but I'm an attention whore. <laughs> okay. So, but I'm a weird ass attention whore because I want everyone to think I'm shirking the attention when actually I'm a youngest child and I fucking love the attention. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. So, um, I'm used to five people staring at me at all times. And, and beyond the intricate five people or the immediate five people, all kinds of people who are judging the living shit out of me. Let me just say, Jill has met my grandmother who's dead now, but dead don't make her nice. Um, but still, still my met my grandmother who judged me constantly compared to everyone else in the family. And even though I kicked some of their asses,
1: all of their care.
0: asses, uh, some of their asses. No, I'll be generous. All of their asses. I
2: think there's something to be said about, regardless of other people's feelings, if we're really truly talking about our, like how we react to people's impressions of us, your truth is your truth. Yep. That's really what you got to ultimately remember. And that's the hardest part I've learned. Like I, I'm coming on a birthday. So of course, I'm doing that whole existential like, what the hell about <laughs> bullshit. But I can tell you one thing I've learned in my almost 44 years is the only way I can get through this life in one piece is learning the fact that if I keep negating my my truth and what I feel because of anything like oh well he was tired or he had something to do or my mom was crazy or my grandmother or whatever that is almost like an excuse not just for their behavior but my own acceptance of less that's
1: so, true what
2: do you feel about how what happened to you that's all that matters here that's all we want to know how do right. you feel
0: oh my gosh okay number one of two points
1: <laughs> number one. Hopefully I remember
0: they're both. At the she end said of the number episode.
1: one, and then she held up the number two. And that was amazing. But number there was four. a reason. Here's a two.
0: Because <laughs> I was letting you know visually, I have two fucking points. <laughs> Thank you very much. But number one. Fuck, I forgot. Anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> great cocktail. Shout out to Limoncello. <laughs> Woo.
0: Um, but no, I mean, I mean, first of all, oh shit, no, seriously, I still don't remember it.
1: God, I want to say something. I'm not yes. degrading from anything that your sister has done. Your sister's amazing. And yeah, I'm, my I'm not saying that, yeah, your brother is too. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I don't think you should subjugate yourself in any way to making yourself less than what they are. No, you are good. separate from them. And you have done incredible things in your own right. And like, if you compare, if you feel like I must compare myself to them. Yes, there is a prestige in this particular job that your sister has. However, if you look at it money for money, if you look at it um, prestige for prestige. But impact. Impact for impact. You're making every bit as much of an impact. You're making more money. And your contribution is bigger to the greater public than hers is. And, so and I do- not to say anything against what she's doing, because I think what she's doing is amazing. And your sister, I think, is incredible. And I have high regard for her. But and I was- you are like up there I will say um okay
0: I do have two points and I know what they relate to I'm going to say it out loud so I don't forget one is my siblings number two is my daughter Mm -hmm. and ready go so which I stole from Jill totally ready go that's her catch ready go ready go we should put that on the drinking game list anyway so yeah so I already um, drank a shot
2: when you said it so I'll do it again
0: Yay, Rexy. Um, but number one, as far as my siblings are concerned, this is what I find awesome. My my oldest sister, who doesn't talk to the family a whole bunch, that's not that big a deal. She's still, like, a really kick-ass, dedicated person who has this whole world ethic that I really admire. And she's testified in front of legislatures for LGBT... Um, Equality and all amazing. kinds of stuff. I'm yeah, so proud amazing. of her. Sure. I'm so fucking proud of her. My other sister, the one you were referring to, she's mm-hmm. done really freaking incredible stuff. She's yes. po- she's amazing. She's politically savvy. She's awesome.
2: I simply want to say, as a person that only has one sibling, you have four. Uh, three. Three. So
1: there's
2: four yeah. kids in your family. My mother came from a family where she had six siblings i only have one i have a brother an older brother mm-hmm. and i do feel and i'm not trying to take this too i guess gender related but i think it's valid women in general have an extra onus on them to be like fucking amazing where men can mm-hmm. literally no matter if it's like
1: Just work, show up work,
2: like they literally they can like roll out of bed and be a gross as fuck. Be ignorant, not learned, barely passed school, like, tests and things. Like, like, they, like, they, like got their degree by the skin of their teeth. And it's like, oh, my God, you're amazing. And women, it's like, oh, like, that's all you did? Like, are you, like, tired? Are you on your period? So it's like, oh. if you have more than one, like, like, I'm lucky. I have one brother. He's older than me. He's a fuck up. So, and one hand, I had a lot of, like, trauma in my life as far as, like, you're a girl, so these rules are rules for girls, these are rules for boys. True. But on the other hand, it was kind of like, really? You, you don't have your shit together? You're a girl. He's got a pass because he's a male. He's got a dick. So, he can do, like, <laughs> whee! You know? So, so, of your siblings, are they all female or do you have a brother? One I brother. have a brother. brother okay. And he... If you were to go before, like you're a lawyer, so if you were to go before a court, if the judge said to you, barrister, I'm going to take it English because your, your, your daughter lives in England, barrister, Gina, do you think
0: you're a better person than your brother? Okay. I kind of have to go back into what I was about to say about my okay. brother on this because my brother is more anecdotal evidence than statistic.
1: <laughs> he is. <laughs> um, we trust you. We trust you. you.
0: My we brother. love you too. My, thank you. I love you too. Um, my brother is very. You need, to move, you need to move to Dallas, by the way.
1: So many do.
0: I don't. Tell
2: John the Brit, Dallas is hot as fuck in the summer. There he is. Oh, look. Hi, on. John. Love. Move to oh. Dallas.
0: It's amazing here. It's my dinner. Thank you, my beloved. You are Thanks, so lovers. sweet. Give me a kiss. No. Okay. Love you, too. <laughs> I love you, too. Like, no,
2: I I'm fucking for her. I know you did, and it's amazing because she's so happy and loves. I'll love find it. you one
1: if you like learn how to play video games.
2: <laughs> All right, so like like get video okay. games I like. I need to like sorry, segue, not on topic, but I need to learn how to play like yeah. like Grand Theft Auto 8. <laughs> no. like. Let's get in the club and like play some All M&M. All
1: right, I need you to play <laughs> other video games. We'll talk about <laughs> that later. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right, let's,
2: Skyrim. Let, let's let's talk about dragons and shit. Let Gina say her thing. Okay, please, please, Gina. <laughs> okay.
0: So my brother is anecdotal as opposed to statistical. Um, because oh. he he undersells himself constantly. But it segues. All good ones do. <laughs> exactly. And here's what's crazy. It segues. Uh, okay, this anecdote I'm about to share segues perfectly into the topic. So I went to see my mom over the holidays. And um, we ordered pizza. We ordered my mom's favorite pizza from the local pizza place, it's which crazy. meant we had to stop on the way into town and pick it up because it's they cool. don't. <laughs> yeah, they don't deliver to the sticks. So, no, yeah. So, I had to stop and pick it up on the way. And I walked in, and as I was about to walk in, I heard someone go, Gina? Is that Gina? And I looked around and I could almost peg the face, but not quite. And it took me a sec- couple of seconds. And all of a sudden, I was like, Ricky? holy shit it's ricky and he goes yeah it's ricky so we talked for a minute it's someone i went to fucking high school with and i literally have not seen since may 1990
1: wow that's a long long time i know
0: so um but no uh, so when someone else came in and he wanted to introduce me to this other person that i hadn't met before he goes hey this is levi's sister and i'm all i'm known as levi's sister that's not easy I know because my brother has this stupid, amazing reputation in our hometown. Everyone knows him. Everyone loves
2: him. I'm out again, Gina. I don't want to cut you off, but I'm telling you, I have the one brother. He's older. And by general, like generic stereotype, Myers Briggs personality test shit, he should be the high achieving with it type a personality and i should be like the loser coddled whatever and i in like like to this day i'm my brother is 46 about to be 44 on monday and everybody's like you're clearly the older sibling right i'm like no not at all (laughs) and the part of it is like male oriented kind of like my my brother could get away with murder My mom would be like, "Well, he has a penis, so it makes sense, right?" And whereas it's like, "Wait, you can't job, you can't juggle your job, a family, all these responsibilities. Are you not a woman? (laughs) Like, did you skip? Yeah, that's that that section in like home economics class, like how to be a lady. (laughs) Like, that was kind of the funniest part. Is that my mom raised me in that mind of like." Like, fuck the patriarchy, like women power, don't shave your pits, don't wear a bra. I'm like, okay, for some i I'm like, almost, I'm a triple D, so I gotta wear a bra, but more importantly, mother, the reason why people look at militant feminists in a certain way is that they come across like, we know we're unattractive, so no wonder men are horrible. <laughs> and then on the yeah. other hand, there's like, talking about self-esteem... We all know that in this age with Snapchat filtering and whatever, that you can look at a social media post and be like, oh my God, that woman, I'm not gay, but I might like put the tongue out because she looks so hot. But on the other hand, you're just kind of like looking at yourself in the mirror and on certain days you can look at it and go, I'm not that bad in certain lights and certain filters. <laughs> and if maybe if they had a couple of these lemon like these, these lemon drinks, oh my god, she's not that bad. But in the cold light of day, it's like I just woke up next to Sasquatch and oh my god, how did I fuck her? And that's what women deal with. And I don't care if you're Kim Kardashian, or quite frankly me, which looks nothing like Kim Kardashian in any stretch of the imagination other than the fact that we're both curvy.
1: But so, it's just, I have I'm an just... actual thing about that. <laughs> okay. and, then, and I want to get back to Gina's please do. thing. <laughs> I sort of wonder like if aliens came down to Earth and they saw Kim Kardashian and they saw some just random old lady from like an old nebraska Haggard. or yeah. some place and they were like these are the same species or some same dude, gender species you know not even gender species like same species <laughs> or some like really fucking adonis dude and then some like random dad bod guy like jason like, momoa really? versus
2: like chad from accounting yeah right
0: <laughs> and you're
1: like so where these are people are the turn same? into the scared. Right. These are the same species and you look at them and and if you're an alien coming into earth, would you really go, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. That's the same. (laughs) These two things equate. All right. Totally unrelated. All right. No,
2: I think that's very valid about self-esteem though. When you think about the, the overarching topic of what you ladies would like to put out into the world, when you think about it, like on... If you look at a thirty-day calendar, thirty-one-day calendar, <laughs> depending on the month, twenty-nine or twenty-eight or twenty-nine, February or but twenty-eight sometimes. The point is, is that if you look at the average, almost like menstrual cycle. <laughs> um, the point is, is that on yeah. certain days of the month, and it, ironically, it's almost like if I really paid more attention, I probably would like sync it up to like my actual cycle. Pretty Certain sure days I look or in or the second. mirror and I'm like, oh my god, I look hot, I'm sexy, no wonder people want to fuck me. And other days I'm like, oh my god, if you're, you're lucky if like the most arthritic,
1: desperate, dude has like 20 bucks and you are available guy. <laughs> okay, that's kind of not what this is about. <laughs> well, no, i no, it's just about
2: what it's just, I to see. My point is, is that, when you think about it, when we talk about like how even, you're a mother, you're a mother, I'm not a mother. Because we all know why. But the point is, is that the, if you think about like setting an example for the younger female generation, the hardest part about being a female, I believe, is that you are bombarded with what should a woman be. Oh Whether it's a, right, a good sister, a good wife, a good mother, all these things, a good provider, all of these things, ultimately, no matter how good you feel about what you've accomplished, how smart you are, how great a mom you are. If you're not considered fuckable, sweet, sexy, pure, like a good example of womanhood, you might as well be a troll who diddles herself to pictures of like Channing Tatum from 1990, whatever, the 2000, whatever magic might came out. But my point is, is that if you're not like all these things, which are largely driven by media, like you, like, like you, Gina, you are amazing and like I can't even count the ways like literally we can spend seven hours talking about how amazing you are I but you yourself it. as a lady are looking in the mirror for four seconds one day and be like I am a wildebeest so I might as well kill myself you know yeah. what I'm saying simply because you look at a magazine of somebody who's airbrushed to perfection or whatever or even not just that like they have the wherewithal money ability time to get worked out taught Airbrush, plucked microbladed to perfection and we're chasing that dream when we can just look at each other and go i got stretch marks a burp a fart but my husband thinks i'm the sexiest bitch on earth
0: so fuck y'all i cannot tell you how many things went through my head during that soliloquy i cannot oh, even begin mic so dropped much Stop. Oh my gosh. I love you so.
1: That was a lot. lot. <laughs> I won't talk
0: anymore. No, no, please do. And I'm beginning to think we need to talk about. I'm beginning to think we need to make some more long-term tweaks to this podcast. Shout out, legalize it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. oh my gosh. I love you. A fucking hell bag. I love
2: like, um, And that's what I like. I said, like, I, I hate to say it, but I look at both of you ladies and uh-huh. I'm literally looking at you because I see Gina oh. on camera. I see Jillian in person where I can literally like lick her if I wanted. <laughs> you know, because sexy so and hot. I if bet I was some of our I'm audience like, would like it. <laughs> but I'm just simply saying that you both are so oh, amazing. If you, if you think about the generalized base. Standard of like womanhood, you both are so amazing. But society standards, whatever, teaches us all that unless you are almost like a checklist of 98,000 things, and if you can't select more than 85% of those things, you might as well dig a hole, stick your head in it, and hope that somebody might come along and hug you or stick a dick in you or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just to give you any validation that you're worthwhile otherwise you might as well just stick your head and wait to die and that's you know, bad because that's what we've kind of almost only built up to as a society but more importantly and this is weird when you think about mathematics which traditionally they say women aren't good at I we are majority we accept whether you like dick or not it's like oh, what, what do it? men think Oh, you think I should have a bigger ass and smaller tits? Oh, wait a minute. I need bigger tits and a smaller ass? But I just I just got this. What do I do now? Do I cut them off? Do I add? Do I pad? What do I do? Oh, I'm just okay. going to say that we're talking about esteem. When you really okay. think about it, that's the biggest thing, no matter how accomplished you are. And by many a stretch of the imagination, Gina, even, even Jillian, you guys are way more accomplished in life. And I am, but ultimately, the one thing we have in common is no matter how much we accomplish, there's going to be somebody else because of the mental stress we put on ourselves are always better than us. No matter how skinny you get, no matter how accomplished, how how sexy you feel, how much money you have in your bank account, no matter what, you're going to have a media, a friend, a family member, somebody feeling like you're, they're holding you down almost like a weight, like almost like that, like if you're like trying to cook a burger really well, which I know because I was married to a vegan, holding a burger to the burner to cook it correctly, it's a pressure because society tells us no matter how amazing you are as a woman, it's still not fucking good enough where a dude can come in and like no underwear, sweatpants, tank top, Drinking Schlitz light, you know, no education. It's like, I'm a catch, bitches. If you don't like me, you're a
0: dyke. We have to devolve all the way to Schlitz.
1: Uh, wow, that was a uh, long ways. That was a long <laughs> way. Okay. Number,
0: number one, you demon succubus of sex and love. You are underselling yes. yourself
1: Agreed. intensely. Agreed. Agreed totally. Number two, I want (laughs) to say that this kind of leads us into what we were talking about, about, like, the uh, intent behind this particular episode is why do we give a shit about other people's opinions? Right. You know, one of the things that, one of the things I've always contended is, like, you see these people on, like, Bosch or something like that, and they're like, Oh, but my nose is so gross and everybody's looking at my nose and I think it's so ugly and fucking people aren't looking at your nose. They're not thinking about you. If you're at a party and you're standing in the corner and you're like looking around and you don't know anybody, you're terrified to talk to anyone because you seriously don't know anybody. Find somebody else who's standing in another corner and terrified to talk. And talk to them because they're just going to be so fucking grateful that you talk to them that they don't give a shit if your shoes don't even match. They don't care about you. All they're happy is that somebody is paying attention to them. Okay, bitch, why didn't you tell me this 25 years ago? I fucking did tell you this 25 <laughs> years ago. Did you? I think you used me as I didn't an object. You know,
2: sure I years ago, but I, as much as I know about you know, Jillian, I'm pretty sure Gina... She did tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> as the podcast
0: is titled, she's always right and you're never right. So oh, man, I don't I believe
1: that. I dropped the lid.
0: There's that. And she's the blunt one. But, okay, why didn't you make sure that stuck in my head 25 years ago? Because you, yeah. So there's that. Because you thought it was going to be a ninja. That's probably why.
1: I Oh, that was my favorite. One of my favorite jokes ever was the ninja joke. <laughs> And I know we've talked about that already. Um, (laughs) Another thing that I love, another thing that I think is important is that just keep in mind that, all right, beyond people not thinking about you anyway, they're just so happy that you're thinking about them. Um, All right. So thinking about friends. That was sort of a timeout. And let's move on to this. So <laughs> start over with this particular part. Friends, it's always good to have somebody in your life that'll like flat out tell you if you're like making batshit crazy decisions. Like, hey, um, I feel like maybe the decision you're making is not good. Jillian's exceptionally good at that. (laughs) I am exceptionally good at that. It's one of the things I excel at. I put that on her mid-year appraisal because we work at the same place. (laughs) Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that because I needed help on that. Um, So the other thing is, if you have, everybody needs that friend who's going to like flat out tell them, look, you're batshit crazy or conversely say, what the fuck is wrong with you? You should be totally going for this. This is amazing opportunity. You of all people should do this. But then at the same time, the opposite end of the spectrum is if you have a friend who hurts your feelings, maybe stands you up, doesn't prioritize you, isn't trustworthy, doesn't seem to respect you, maybe is toxic, fucking dump them. You don't have to be really don't have to like think about it if you find that you this person doesn't bring joy into your life if they if you find that they are too difficult every time they message you you're like oh god (laughs) then that's a person you need to let go and you have a couple of opportunities right you can either sort of let them go gently Where you just sort of gradually over the next couple months ghost them. Like you stop (laughs) responding to emails or calls or something like that. The 21st century thing, by the way. Yep. You just kind of ghost them. Or if you want to be like a complete baller, you just say, I don't think I want to be friends with you anymore. (laughs) And and I think if we're really thinking about the topic of
2: self-esteem, which I feel like that's the overarching like point of this podcast I think that as you get older and we are all bomb ass ladies at various stages of bomb assitude <laughs> we're all <laughs> different ages well not much I mean but still yeah, we are we're, we're in a range I'm the what oldest I'm, what I'm saying is that again like I am about to be four or four Which is the British's way of saying 44. You're so
0: cute. Which I love. I'm 44 years old, which
2: I like better than 44. For some reason, 44 sounds way better than 44. (laughs) But the point is is that I get to look at social media, you know, internet content. Look at somebody that I may feel like has a lot of things I don't have advantage-wise. And the person I'm talking about is Jennifer Lopez. 50 years old yeah, She's she looks amazing by like anybody's standard whether you're blind half drunk, <laughs> Armenian whatever she <laughs> <feel> that. <laughs> she looks amazing I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like you look like J-Lo if somebody had like a warped lens by a camera was half <laughs> half blind, oh. whatever but the point is, is that she is kind of like an aspirational thing. But at the end of the day, am I less of a human because I don't look like her? Or am I less of a human because I'm a better person than she may be? And I feel like in ways I feel like I might be a better person simply because I don't have everything kind of like easy. I don't have things. I'm not saying I'm not denigrating where she's at. No, she's good. But I'm simply saying, I know she's got to work hard physically to maintain her physique and all these things. My point is, I feel like mechanically, she has so many more advantages to me. But well, she
1: also has a personal trainer and right, a chef Right, a lot of money. That's why I love
2: money Kumal, things. and I, I slaughter his name because I don't know how to say Eastern Asian.
1: Kumal Nadani.
2: Yes. He got, ripped. he got ripped for um, the Marvel, Marvel. movie. He got paid to, but he was very real, and I loved him for saying, and that's why I wish the Kardashians and people who can actually influence daughters like yours or Jillian's to be realistic about the fact that there's reality, and then there's the fact that if you're paid, motivated, supported a certain way, anybody could look a certain way. I swear to God. Any lady in this world, well, maybe not any lady, there's some troglades, but the point <laughs> is that, and I'm not trying to denigrate those ladies either, hello table five, but the point is that almost any person, male or female, could become a Hollywood icon if they had that support system. All right, sexy, sexy. People don't have that though, so you have to find that within yourself. You almost have to feel like you have wind in the hair, Beyonce, J.Lo. <laughs> makeup artist supporting how you project your outside appearance because the only way people are going to give a shit about your inside appearance is if you have the confidence in yourself that you were worthwhile to have somebody engage with you you know i've only encountered you physically like in the same room uh, like what three four times doesn't matter but We Just connected. by being in your orbit, I'm like, this person, regardless of how we know each other, how we interact, this is somebody who's dynamic, interesting, amazing. and that's, something that's at you. In your, your sphere. But what we're used to and what we change from an esteem level is, who's the prettiest? Who's the most revered person? So... I can say I know that if you compare me and J-Lo, Kim Kardashian, Scarlett Johansson, fucking Charlize Theron, anybody, I can guarantee you I'm probably funnier, smarter, more educated, but physically, sexually, if I want to attract a mate, if you put me against Charlize Theron, she could be the worst cunt who is like a (laughs) racist, stupid... Whatever, and they'd still pick her simply because society has driven the mind into this is ideal and this is you. Go. I am have,
0: I have doing the double Jillian Crook Finger. And just so you know, I know the that's okay. Please go because I keep talking and I'm and
2: I'm so sorry.
0: The Crook Finger is what even John the Brit has acknowledged as the um, bastion of death. The harbinger of doom is the Jillian figure. I got to meet John
2: the Brick, because he seems pretty rad, and you're lucky to be married to him.
0: I am very lucky. He's a curmudgeon. He's, he's, he's been an old man, telling people to get off my lawn since he was three. <laughs> but I'm so happy to be married to him, because he's amazing. Talk about self-esteem. That's That's aces. I know. But, you know, it's also a totally valid thing. And here's what I want you to know. I took Nina to the tattoo parlor, Um, to get piercings the other day and when we were working with the piercing artist um, because we both got our I got my day three done she got her day done for the first time and she also got a nose ring for the first time and she's and here's what Nina said Nina said I really wish I had the guts and wherewithal To get the Monroe piercing like Rexy has, because oh my gosh, it suits her so beautifully, and I love it so much. She is such an amazing, vivacious, awesome woman, and she was telling our piercer this, and I'm I am only barely paraphrasing because this is how she talks, because she's a psychology major, so she gets into that shit. Um, but she was extolling your virtues to our piercing artist because she was so completely gobsmacked by your presence. So do not fucking undersell yourself. You are astounding.
2: Well, I feel like we will, we all three of us and our listening audience have hopefully discerned one important thing. I have just learned between what you just said, what Jillian tells me pretty much on a daily basis. All the time. If it wasn't for her, I probably would be on like a lot of pharmaceutical. She should be on a lot of pharmaceuticals. (laughs) I (laughs) am just to be semi-normal. I feel like we are, I feel like a lot of us are so able and capable to say to our trusted beloved sisters You're amazing, you're sexy, you're hot, you're smart, you're accomplished, you're all these things, just like Jillian just did for you, Gina, about thinking about, yes, Sister A might have done all these things, but don't discount, like, the 98,000 things you do that are just is, and are more so equally great. I think it's so easy for us to say, high five, girl, you look hot, but then we can't do that for ourselves. We need to do that for ourselves. We need to look in the mirror and go, hi, guys. Four stretch marks, but damn, yeah. my titties be looking good, or whatever. You know, just That's, whatever you I mean, need to do to remind yourself that for every flaw, you got like eight thousand things that counteract that flaw. And I mean this
0: with no disrespect to Felicia Rashad whatsoever. But did you? I, I knew. I know. I grew up somewhat in her shadow because I wanted to be an attorney, and I grew up somewhat in her shadow, going. Oh, my gosh. Here's a woman who plays an attorney on TV. I call it the Claire Huxtable effect.
2: because <laughs> <laughs> She
0: played an attorney on TV, yet she still cooked the dinner. She still took care of cleaning the house. She still it did like, all where are the I
1: fucking shit. No no, 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 no. I never saw her cook dinner. That's true. Well, no, she I, made pasta
2: like one time. She talked about that. it a lot, I though. That episode. I want to say like Vanessa fucked it up or something, but still she probably on the top, but Yeah, still. but if Vanessa fucked it up, the whole Vanessa point is, is that I, I think I get what Vanessa you're fucked under, up Gina. a lot. You're talking about like how you aspire to be a woman who has it all together, right? Yes, exactly.
0: Okay. And Claire Huxable, to me was the woman who had it all together. Her and Marky posed. Claire Huxable Hux so did
1: have it all together, but that's pre She was hot. She was
2: smart. She was capable. She was calm. She managed things well. She managed her husband who had, like, the typical dude things, like, he had a bad diet, but he was a nice guy, but yet he could, plus, could possibly lose a couple of he pounds, was drugging yet yet people you can't judge because you gained a little wait, weight after the babies. Wait, plus,
1: he also Simply. drugged people and let them. No, no, no. That,
2: that, <laughs> you are totally subjugating, like, the man who played the man versus the actual oh, possible real man. No. And I can tell you, say I can tell you. Some um, of my best of self-esteem are gay male friends as a straight female because they're all like, girl, you're fabulous, I'm fabulous, the world is fabulous, you know, no matter what my imperfections are, woo, you know, so I emulate to be a gay male, straight, you know, gay male, dude. we should all be gay males. I think we should all be gay males, (laughs) but anyway, my, my point is, is that they, if we went down that line of well, Claire Hawksable has this, and my neighbor has that, and my most revered best friend. Like, like it's funny, because Jillian and I, we're like the opposites in effect, because she, as much as she hates her curls, I envy her curls. That- Oh, oh, no seriously no. i've always wanted like like most people are geared again because of social media or whatever that's the whole point about self-esteem is that we're trained to expect want almost oh. like gauge what we should be or want no on a standard my point no. is is Would that we
0: an era of perms
1: Whether it's... No, no, no. My curls look like stupidness. Whether
2: whether it's envying somebody's taut body, rockin' life, beautiful tussled curls, whatever it is, the point is that I feel like we spend so much effort in our life worrying, considering what we don't have. That we forget to appreciate what we do have. Because I think about that a lot. Yeah, because true. whenever I get down on myself about what I don't have, I feel like if I'm overweight, underloved, all these things I put on myself, I can give you 9,000 things that are pretty fucking good, <laughs> considering how other people are like literally eating out of garbage cans or having true. somebody beat them and like hit them because they have their own issues or whatever. So if all I can say is to let the not be so hard on myself and accept the fact that I have stretch marks and I can't tan, I'm okay. <laughs>
0: Although I have to qualify that with something my daughter, um, something that Nina taught me that I think is vitally important because we both have a dark thing in our past that eats at us from time to time and um, I always say, oh, I don't know what I would have done had I gone what you went through. And my own daughter has looked at me and says, don't minimize what you went through because it was still important and it affected you. And So I do think it's very important um, to get to the whole point of if it was important to you when you went through it, that is totally valid. And it, you can't compare so. it to other people.
1: I honestly think that anything that's important to you in any point in your life, if you think to yourself, this is a thing, then that's important. Mm. I think that you need to work on that as a percentage of, that's not the right word. Percentage is not the right word. No. You need to work on that as something that fuels you.
2: No, I I think I know where you're coming from because I just had this conversation recently where I've long suffered with the fact that I put so much energy in being at the antithesis of what I was expected to be or what I thought I could get as a goal. Like I want to be a blank. Like in the job I have now, like maybe I want to be a quote, fill in the title. You know, and I would chase that illusion, thinking that that made me a better woman or a better person or whatever. But what I fundamentally missed out on the equation was: Are you doing this because that's what's expected of you, or that what, what fills you with joy, spurs you to do better, makes you feel connected to like why you're even existing on this planet, etc.? And that was profound in a way because I said to my friend. Like, look, I envy you because you have a purpose in life. I feel like I'm good at stuff, but I do that just because what else can I do? I've been doing that for so long. So, (laughs) of course, I'm a master in my chosen field Hmm. because that's all I've done. But the challenge in life is to look your abilities times of financial situation times, a lot of factors (laughs) in the place and say, am I really feeling again tied to self-esteem do I really can can I really say I am at where I want to be in life and And there's so many factors in that go in around that that can kind of push that down subjugate it and all that we've talked about that but you know
1: even if you're not where you want to be you can you can get there if you recognize that I'm not there now Here's where I need to go to be there.
2: And that's, that's the best part about being older ladies is that, that. And that's the hardest part, which, again, I I, have I dropped this like eight times on this podcast. I turned <laughs> 44 on Monday. But the point is, is that <laughs> I think that's valuable in this conversation just simply because I watched like a snippet of Leslie Jones on Netflix. I she love did, Leslie Jones. She did a comedy I special Jones. and she had this the snippet was... Her.
0: Praying to God at 22 versus 42. And she's so right because. We see Leslie Jones on our podcast. Because
2: when you think about it,
0: when you think about it,
1: I bet we could. I look at Rexy
2: at 22 versus 44, literally double my age. And the bitch that I was then is gone in so many respects, not just because of being like. I'm looking at the screensaver of stones, which is pretty. And I look at that and I think that there's certain things in life that happen because of like natural progression of life. And there's other things that you can choose. And I think that, again, a tying to the overriding theme of self-esteem, the largest thing you learn as you age is what can you control? What can you can't control? And the one thing that no matter how old you are, whether you're 5, 15, 85, is how do you respond two things yes okay. and i wish that the 44 year old version of Rexy could have told the 24 year old version of Rexy that lesson because yes. i can guarantee you if i would have known at 24 what i know at 44 oh my god i would be fucking j-lo oh, <laughs> and that's why you got to give it out for the standards of certain things because they learn that maybe at 24
1: that it took you until 44 to figure out so I that's think that's fine. true. I mean, I do think that's true. So, okay. I do have a I couple
0: think... more things I want to hit. Oh, sorry. I'll wait till you're done. You do. You okay. Do. So one thing that ties in very much to um, my discussion of my brother earlier, he very, very much undersold himself because he did not get, okay, my brother did not get the education my sister and I did. He and did he did, did not. <laughs> I see his you know what, though? He but had he had the, the opportunity to do that. He chose
1: not to.
2: He was, chose. My always. brother did the same fucking thing. It was largely because my mother made it seem
0: like simply by having a dick, you're you got the world on a string. And in my brother's case, I think it's because he severely undersold himself. Okay. He was much smarter than he gave himself credit for. Um, but because of his work ethic and his heart, he is very, very well loved and respected in the community I grew up in. And That's he's still. True. He still so underse- undersells himself to this day, but he is, well, like I said, when I, someone I haven't seen for 30 years goes, oh, this is Levi's little sister. Fuck yeah. It's because he has that reputation in the area of being a stellar person. And I really wish he would acknowledge that. The second thing I want to say is I was actually giving someone the um, advice the other day who was very upset about something a couple of people said about him a couple months ago. And he's like, I just don't understand why they feel this way. And I'm like, okay, hon, here's the thing. You're giving them rent-free space in your head. Why do you true. give a shit?
1: Absolutely. That's true.
0: And can you believe I said that of all people? But I was yes, like, I, you're...
1: not believe you even I thought that. I believe that. I don't know you I as can't... well as Jillian, but believe I believe it. That. She does not make good choices about that kind of thing. She doesn't <laughs> even think do
0: about that. Uh, but I've learned from a professional standpoint, because I'm an attorney, and let's face it, everyone fucking hates attorneys. <laughs> no one wants to have to see an attorney. Um, so I've learned from at least a professional setting, I have to separate and I, and compartmentalize. Um, so even though I'm not great about that in my personal life, I'm very good about telling other people how in their personal lives to compartmentalize. And I was like, all right, here's the thing. The more power you give them in your head for something they said four months ago, the more you're hurting yourself instead of them. That is and- True. That is absolutely true.
2: I, I emphatically believe that. I've been struggling with that so much myself as an individual. And I know we're about to wrap up, but I just simply oh. want to say that literally by voicing a lot of the things that we clearly have determined our commonality, it, it like releases it almost like a valve on like a hot stove or a volcano. Or if we want to take it to li- like lady level, like it's almost <laughs> like we could just kind of spur our legs a little bit and just. <laughs> no, I'm just talking like ew. on a hot day. No, I'm just simply saying.
1: no, that's
0: yucky. <laughs> <laughs> You're You're repressed. In Texas, help, you, are impressed. no, just thank you. But yeah, I mean, okay. it's a good thing. I mean, you need to let the stuff out. Find a good group of people you trust and let the stuff vent, and make sure that's they know. Important. Absolutely. If you have
2: that, you don't need Lexapro. You don't need Xanax, is all I'm saying.
1: Well, I mean, you kind of might. You might need that in addition to, To but it's important to have a group of people that you can kind of hook up with. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and close this out very quickly. Number one.
0: I need my daily Zoloft, and I always yes, will. Yes,
1: please. She <laughs> does. Okay, she really I, needs that's that. That's
0: cool. I don't look cool. It's the only way I feel normal,
1: and I've tried to go your, off. It would be it. so bad if she didn't Fair. have it.
0: But <laughs> too. I need my Zoloft, and I need my outlets. because I Zoloft,
2: see your medical provider for advice. I'd,
0: yes, please. <laughs> I need my daily Zoloft to feel like a normal person, and I need my group of friends to vent like a normal person. Otherwise, I'd be upset every day, all day.
1: Every episode. Absolutely. (laughs) So, okay. Okay. Overall, (laughs) we're showing you the way to go, but we understand that it's not always straightforward. So please see your medical provider if you need to, but understand that we think that you are amazing in Every way. So, yeah, snaps on that one. <laughs> Did it, Daddy um, Absolutely. We will see you next time. Stop by and visit our website at always never These
2: bitches know a lot of stuff.
1: We do. We know a lot of shit. We've lived a lot of things. We've had a lot of crap go on. So, <laughs> see the website. Take a peep at the contact us page where you're going to see our links to the social media junk and you can email us there. And if you see the website, you're going to see our drinks that we're drinking that I, that day for whatever website you want to see or not website.
0: Hashtag time out for
1: whatever <laughs> uh, episode we're looking at. So check that out. And this is why um, Jill
0: is the level setting one of our triad absolutely <laughs> like, all right you guys here's where you're going nuts fucking stuff. here's go get your medication so you can feel normal you, you just go medicine. get
2: and you, even if you feel like you don't need medicine
0: you're still
1: amazing yes, that's right yes. you know what not everybody needs it i, I don't know. need it i do and the, both are okay i need a ladies under
2: 50 multivitamin and i'm hot as fuck
1: it's true it's absolutely true yeah,
0: we sorry. also
1: want to thank our special guest Rexy for joining us tonight Arr! yay <laughs> this has been a zero fucks given <laughs> episode of always never right yeah. I'm Jill
0: and she's sexy Rexy <laughs> <laughs> And I am Gina. And thank you so much for spending another week with us, Madals. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat out guiltiest sin assholes